Hey there, and welcome to another Coffee Break with Lance Phelps, the show where you go and get your favorite cup of coffee, come back, sit down, and we'll have a discussion. Today, I wanted to continue my look at Happily Ever After by John Piper, and really many other authors as well. Today, I want to look at Chapter 9, which is written by Kim Cash Tate, uh, and that chapter is entitled, We Need to Talk About Submission. The verse for this chapter is 1 Corinthians 11.3. I want you to understand the head of the, every man is Christ. The head of a wife is her husband, and the head of Christ is God. In this chapter, Kim points out the fact that in our increasingly individualistic culture, in our increasingly egalitarian culture, it is easy for us to shunt the issue of submission to the sidelines, to try to put it away so that we don't have to talk about it because it can be frustrating, it can be very controversial especially if we talk about it from the pulpit. So we just tend to want to try to suppress it or simply put it away. Maybe we affirm it as truth, but we don't need to necessarily talk about it. And this would be a big mistake. Kim gives us three reasons why it would be a terrible mistake. Reason number one is submission points to the supremacy of Christ. You see, when Paul tells us about submission in Ephesians 5, and when he tells us about submission in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians, he tells us, about submission for the reason of helping us understand the supremacy of Christ. Because the point of the design that God has created in marriage, where the husband is the head of the wife and the wife submits to the husband, is not to create a subservient wife who just simply does whatever the husband wants. It's not to create a servant for the purposes of a dictator. It is, in fact, to mimic, to copy in a very slim way, in a very vague way. I guess it's not a perfect copy, but it's a, nevertheless, it's a, it's a mirror image that points to Jesus Christ. It points to Christ in the church. How Christ interacts with the church is exactly the way that the husband is to interact with the wife, which means that the husband is to die to himself. He's supposed to die for his wife. And the wife is supposed to submit to her husband in the same way that the church submits to Christ. So this grand picture that we see in the act of submission, which, by the way, is a true blessing to be given the position where you are going to be submitting to another is actually a blessing, not a curse. Because we as Christians are told that though the world seeks power, though the world seeks authority, us Christians have everything flipped on its head, where the first shall be last and the last shall be first. So, a place of submission, a place of servitude, is actually a place of great honor, though it plays its role. Everyone is equal in, in their essence and nature. We are not one greater than the other. We merely, merely play roles. But these roles point to the supremacy and beauty of Christ and the church. The next reason that Kim gives us is that submission esteems the truth. If we live out submission, if we talk about submission, then we are merely affirming and reaffirming the biblical mandate that God has given us to act in submission. To not only act in submission for men, we act in submission to our Lord Jesus Christ directly. For women, they act, for women who are married, they act in submission to their husbands who is acting in submission to their to Jesus Christ. Now, I think that it always needs to be said especially in today's culture, that this submission does not mean that the wife submits to her husband in things that violate God's law. That is never the case. Because, of course, we are all ultimately submitting to God. 
So the wife submits to the husband as he is submitting to Christ. And then the third reason that Kim gives us this uh, mandate to talk about submission is submission affirms God's created order. It's a simple fact that God has created man to be the head of the household. He has created us to be that way, and he's given us certain biological distinctiveness, certain biological distinctions that help us to fill that role in a very, very powerful way. And it's the same with the woman. She's given certain biological distinctives that help her fill the role as a follower of the husband. And that, of course, again, in no way degrades the wife, or really, in certain cultures, one would see that as a degrading for the man to be placed in that position to have to sacrifice himself for his wife. That's seen, seen in, in certain cultures as a terribly just degrading thing. The wife is supposed to sacrifice herself for the husband, not the other way around. But the Bible tells us that the husband is to sacrifice himself. He's to die for his wife like Christ died for the church. This is a major thing. And the wife, likewise, is supposed to submit to her husband. So these things, this, this issue, this topic, does so much to help us to understand God's created order. It helps to understand the truth that God has written down in His Word. And it helps us to understand the supremacy of Christ. So let's go ahead and end this topic with this quote. To retreat from this topic of submission is to throw aside fundamentals of marriage that God ordained from the beginning. If ever there were a time to dialogue about marriage, submission, and the attendant glory of Christ, it is now. That's all I have for you today. Make sure to check out our website, divedeep.net, for more content, including blog posts, book reviews, and video content. If you like this podcast, help us out by leaving a five-star review on iTunes and Google Play. Also, check out our main episodes of Dive Deep on the podcast feed and stream live on Facebook every other Thursday night at 7 p.m. That's at facebook.com slash divedeeppodcast. We hope to see you there. Soli Deo Gloria.